0: Hi there, welcome to the MindRamp Podcast. I'm Michael C. Patterson, your host. On this podcast, we feature a conversation with Dan Cohen. Dan is the founder and CEO of Right to Music, the founder of Music and Memory, and is perhaps most famously the subject of the wonderful Sundance Award-winning documentary film Alive Inside. Alive Inside is a beautifully moving and inspiring film that follows Dan as he delivers personalized music to people in long-term care settings. Now, in this podcast, Dan explains how he got the idea of using the new, well, at the time new, technology of iPods and headphones to improve the lives of people who had been institutionalized. In spite of the success of Dan's approach, personalized music is only available to a small fraction of people in long-term facilities, and the approach is yet to be adopted as standard care for people who are forced to leave their homes. Finally, Dan discusses his vision for the future for personalized music. To get started, I was interested in your creative process. How did you come to put together your background in social work, your interest in technology, you know, dementia? How did that all come together as a as a creative process for you?
1: I think it was a little serendipitous, you know. With technology, when I was involved in connecting technology, selling personal computers, consulting with hospitals or schools or businesses. In the 80s, there was this thing called the digital divide, right? Right. The rich had access to this latest technology, but if you were poor, you didn't get it on the internet, whatever there was of an internet back then, you wouldn't be able to buy the expensive computers and such. And so that's always sort of been with me. Um, And in 2006, on the radio, I heard a journalist talking about iPods being ubiquitous. They're everywhere. And I thought, well, you -hmm. know, a lot of us young people might have them or adults, whatever. But if right. you're, you know, in a nursing home, you know, it's not going to happen. So, so that really got me thinking, um, clearly, there's a, another kind of divide going on. You know, the staff, they have access to technology. People have their own music. their iPods at the time. Um, but, you know, once you, are, you leave home where maybe you had a record player or something, or CDs or whatever you had, so they're not thinking about that. You leave that behind. Your, you know, mm-hmm. your, your music collection and your access. So people lose that. They're disconnected. They're pulled apart from it, and no one's concerned about your music. There is music. There is, you know, singing and dancing and group singing. But you know that's um, limited. You know, people. It's like mm-hmm. you go into a supermarket and whatever they're playing over the loudspeaker in the way of music. Maybe once out of every fifty times you go, oh, good. There's my song. <laughs> the rest are <laughs> right. just going out. Right, um, And that's, you know, so that's the challenge, I think, in, in long-term care. So all of that stuff got me fired up. And then when I called and I said, gee, I know you already have a lot of music, you have karaoke, everything. But can we see if there's any added value uh, to giving people, uh, reconnecting them with their own music? And, uh, and I watched people light up. Uh, I said, wow, this is this is pretty neat. You, so you were
0: already out. volunteering at a um, at an old age home, well,
1: I, I, nursing home? I, I wasn't already. I called to try out the music. Yeah, I called them and said, hey, crazy idea, but can we do this?
0: Yeah, what was their first reaction? Did they resonate but, to this?
1: Yeah, I, I happen to be actually lucky because this was not the typical response uh, I learned afterwards. 500-bed county facility on Long Island? Mm. She said, sure. <laughs> she was, and that was great. That was wonderful. And she you know, started me off with a few people and nobody with dementia, just people who one person maybe had a good friend of theirs die and they were, she was very mm. depressed. Uh, someone else who was bed-bound and had diabetes, they had their leg taken off, whatever, and they were just lying there all day and you know, stuff like that. I didn't really know about the connection between music and dementia. And I started mm. asking about that um, and slowly would interact with all kinds of people and you know couldn't find any type of person quote-unquote type you know anybody that would like oh no music is in no way with this person (laughs) although i learned over time that there is such a thing people some people their brains do not register music their brainwaves don't change but that's a very small small right
0: Always associate what your your work with uh, dementia patients and putting the iPods on dementia patients, but it was a guy with multiple sclerosis who you know was experiencing the same thing that you're talking about. Once he was institutionalized, his vast LP collection was left behind, and he felt distraught. I think because he didn't have connection to his music anymore. And
1: Amazing. I mean, this guy spent eight years you know in his room essentially staring at the walls and wow you know and nobody thought to make that connection and and this is in you know this is not like oh it's a terrible nursing home no this was best practice nobody's it's just not on the radar we're taking care of their physical situation they're getting the meds they're getting the meals and so that's that that's the gap we have that's the sort of sort of blind spot in our approach to people and so why if we have all of this success and momentum and their whole lives people have this connection with music why do we oh they're sick uh, you know not even think about it, we've just pulled away I mean many things when you move to go to a hospital you know you, yeah you leave everything behind you, you you deal with what they give you it doesn't have to be that way and, and many places try their best to keep you connected and make life like home um, right. but most don't succeed in that goal that's a, a flaw in our system Right. so we're a medicalized society, Even just the whole thing about it. if it's a pill, that's good, That's we'll use it no matter how long the small print with negative possible side effects is. And this other piece that may work just fine, and people themselves know music is good, they love music, they, they leave work, the doctor or nurse might leave work, and they turn on the music in the car, but they're not applying it to the same level, it's not part of the norm policy uh, training so we don't train our doctors and nurses about dementia very much at all little to none and we end zero on non-pharmacological approaches so if it's not a pill then somehow it's a lower life form it's it's just not valid it's just (laughs) not, not real and there is a movement and there is recognition now, I think, beginning, you know, Alive Inside and the you know, National Institute of Health. They just put out a toolkit for researchers to research music and the brain their way. You know, large trials and, and the data keeps coming back positive. You know, we open the spigots for money, make sure programs, make sure this becomes a norm. And right now it's not the norm. So I'd say 3% of the 1 million people with dementia in long-term care get their own music every day. 97%, and this is just a, my own estimate based on what I see, don't get their own music. Sometimes you have great people come in and perform, and that's wonderful. People who are good at this, you know, the interaction, I mean, it's, it adds to the mix. We want to have not just one music medium, right? We want to have multiple. We want to have people singing. We want to have people dancing. We want to have live music. We want to have people, when they're quiet at night, if they're up late at night, just be able to put on their own music. So anytime, day or night access with um, different kinds of music. Moving forward, I have three goals. Number one is to change healthcare policy. So it would be music that is therapeutic and joyful. is a standard of care. People just, they can, they get access. It's a a rights issue. Mm -hmm. People should be able to have what they've had their whole life. Just a matter Um, of course. This is a matter of course, no big deal. We do this. Secondly, we train our future healthcare professionals about non-pharmacological approaches and and their benefits, when to use them, how to use them, and what the outcomes will be, And whether you can offset some of the psych-oriented drugs with with music, not necessarily stopping them all, but maybe cutting the dosage Mm -hmm. of those or eliminating some. And thirdly, um, my goal is to raise public awareness around, around music and dementia, and so that's something I'm deeply engaged in now. What sort of public campaign can we do? just like anti-smoking campaigns over the years or something like that, because we need to make this the expectation so that people know where to go uh, for information and they um, feel empowered to do it. It's the right thing to do, and they want to do it for their family members.
0: People who are trying and failing to develop pharmacological treatments for dementia constantly say that people with dementia and their caregivers are faced with a hopeless situation since there is no effective drug treatment for the condition. This is a dangerous and debilitating misrepresentation of the facts. There are multiple non-pharmacological interventions that can significantly improve conditions for people with dementia and their caregivers the use of personalized music is one of them. In fact, research is now making clear that use of the arts of all kinds can be powerful tools for improving the health and well-being of all older adults. The well-being of older adults. In another podcast with Dan Cohn, we explore whether personalized music can be used to prevent cognitive decline and dementia. We also feature Dan in a podcast discussing how everyone can and should put together their own personalized music playlist. Thanks for listening. Here's hoping you live long and live well.